Hello and welcome everyday leaders. It is Saturday. It is February the 27th. I feel like I just left you guys. I was on here with Sparkle Lindsay that was talking about recovery. And as a recovery coach, she was sharing all of her information about how she can step into people's lives and, and really help them on their journeys. And so I met her through LinkedIn and it was just an amazing conversation and we had some tears and her mom joined. And so if you missed that, go back and look at the YouTube or on LinkedIn or Facebook uh, just a little bit ago here uh, today with Sparkle Lindsay. And, you know, through COVID and through all of these changes in the last year, it's been amazing the leaders that have been um, just reaching out and and saying, hey, I've got a story to share. I've written a book. I have started a business. I have done something really incredible that I've been inspired to do. And so I'm bringing you one more person that I really respect. I've been following him and I've never really met him yet. So Robert Harper II is joining us today to share his story, his amazing journey, how to be resilient in difficult times, and I can't wait to share his book with you. So, Robert, thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity. This is really, really incredible. Um, you know, I have to give our friend Chip Baker credit because he connects me to so many people. <laughs> so like, hey, you need to find him. I saw your interview with Chip, just the clips and things, and then I started digging deeper uh, for your Instagram page, and I thought, man, you are the real deal. You're the real guy that has just value and and just culture, and you bring it. You know, you've experienced some things in your life that have caused you to really understand what it means to, to really be resilient and how to, how to coach on that. So, um, again, just my heart, thanks you for coming on today and sharing. And, um, can you tell our audience, you know, I know you're an author now you're a minister, you have, um, lived a pretty exciting life. And if you could just share, you know, where, what you've been so far and I really want to dig into this whole resiliency thing because I think it's so important for our listeners uh, during COVID. Uh, for sure, definitely. Uh, so uh, to your listeners, uh, my name is Robert Harper II. I'm a minister, I'm a motivational speaker, uh, former educator, and uh, now I'm an author. And I just uh, finished uh, my first book. It's called Talk to Yourself. Uh, it may be the best conversation you have all day. And I just followed it up with a workbook edition. And so if you go on Amazon and you get a copy, you don't have to get it separately. You can actually buy the workbook edition because, uh, because the book is included with the workbook. So I just believe that talking to yourself is important. You know, I believe that, uh, you know, in psychology, it talks about that we have 80% of our thoughts are negative. 90% of our behavior is from our subconscious, right? And so a lot of times we're not even aware of what we're doing or we're just running on automatic. And so I, be, I believe that it's very important when you talk about trying to break strongholds break bad habits get rid of trauma right to be very deliberate and intentional about the kind of uh words that you choose to use towards yourself right and so that's why i call it it may be the best conversation you have all day uh so talk to yourself is something that we should do daily i know we do it daily but just being more intentional about it and using the the right words when we talk to ourselves Mm -hmm. Because so many things, you know, people put values on us when we're growing up, even when we're in circles in high school and college. And as we get married and start in our communities, you know, as we show up, people see us and, and they just put a label on us. 
right? They put a label on us and they expect us to act as they see us in this label. And, and so what does that mean for you? Like, what did you tell yourself early on that you had to change your beliefs about? Well, that's a good question. Um, so I think I, stages, I guess stages of my life was different, but I think the real turning point for me was just um, when I got when I entered college. Uh, for me, that was a moment where I just knew that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to change my life around. I wanted to do better. Uh, and so uh, I wanted to get around more pe different people. And, and then the mentors started to come my way, really. Uh, there's an African proverb that says, when the student is ready, the teachers will appear, right? And so I love that, that African <laughs> proverb because I think it's so true. Uh, I think back to my dad. My dad's a minister. He, he's been my dad all, you know, been my dad, very supportive, very uh, helpful for me as growing up, but he never pushed me towards ministry or motivational speaking. Uh, but once I, uh, once I was ready, once I decided I wanted to go down this path at 19 years old, I realized that he was a mentor to me. You know, he was a mentor. He was a teacher. He was somebody more than just a supportive dad, but he was somebody that could really help me and assist me on my journey. So I just believe that at that time in my life, a lot of different people, mentors, and, and organizations really uh, help cultivate uh, the person that you see right now. So I'm uh, forever grateful for that time in my life. That, that was a moment uh, that, that, I, that I chose to go and follow my purpose. Yeah. So I love this because we say this every day. I've been having a Bible study since October 1st, 2019. <laughs> it was a challenge by my mentor. And so when you say this, and I'm going to put this on here. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. We say this every single day, right? When you're two years old, when you're three years old, you constantly push your parents and they're you're asking why, 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 why? And they repeat why. Don't touch that. It's hot. Don't touch that. You'll get burned. Don't touch that. You'll get hit. Don't touch that. Don't do that. Don't cross that road. Look both ways. But sometimes it takes a little bit longer for us to realize <laughs> what that statement is about, right? We get hurt. And so we, then we have to step back and say, oh, what they were talking about. <laughs> right, we have to do some experience. <laughs> yes. And so, so, right. So it's really true. Like it's different for all of us. It can't be, you know, when you're 13, the light comes on, maybe when you're 25, maybe when you're 45 and right. it's just, you have to be ready and these mentors have to be surrounding you so they can give you that confidence in that coaching. And yeah. so talk to me about that. I want to go deeper on that because so many people right now are looking for mentors. If they've never had one, what does that look like to you? Describe a mentor relationship. Yeah, I believe a mentor relationship is someone that believes in you uh, even more than you believe in yourself at the present time, right? And I think that I had a lot of people like that. I, I, I mentioned my dad. I mentioned uh, some of the organizations I had. I was a part of that time. And they saw potential in me, more potential in me than I probably saw myself at that time. And so you need people like that. You need people to believe in you uh, more than you believe in yourself until your belief catches up, right? And so uh, you need people that can, you know, walk, you know, that can lead you in the right direction, walk along with you, that can really help you and assist you. Uh, as you're on your journey, right? I, I remember early on, I would always be big on reading and, and trying to, well, even still to this day, but when I really first started, I was like, okay, let me go get this book, let me go get this book. And uh, one of the one, one of the libraries near near my home, I would always go there and, and pick up a book. 
And I, I shared one time with my dad. I said, hey, this is the book that I have. And he said, you know, I think I have that book in my library. Go and check. And so uh, that happened about two times, right? Two or three times <laughs> where I said, hey, here's a book. And he said, I think I have that one in my library as well. And so he said, before you go and, you know, go to the bookstore, check to see if I have it in the, in the, in the library. And so that really, you know, that was another aha moment for me, right? Was that here it is, this resource has been available to me, this mentor, that these books have been available to me all the while, you know, but I just wasn't ready. I just wasn't ready. And so I think a mentor pushes you and directs you in the right direction. They don't, they may not, uh, uh, they don't necessarily pull you, but they may push you and say, okay, here, here's the right direction. Here's where you ought to go. Here's, here's the right road. Here's the right path. And I think they encourage you along the way. And they understand that it's a process too. And I'm just very, very appreciative of the mentors I've had because they were patient with me as well. Mm -hmm you know, patient. And I think just going back to some of the mentors I've had in college, uh, when I was having my struggles in college and I would sit with some of my mentors and they would just say, Hey, you know, uh, we would talk for hours about how to get back on the right track and how to get my grades back here and to believe in myself. And that was a challenge for me, you know, because I came from a background to where, uh, I didn't really believe that I was capable of uh in that arena of education you know uh, that i was that guy that could make the a's and the b's and so that was that was another hurdle that i had to cross over where i had to really truly believe in myself and so uh when i when i when i did that that was all due to a lot of the mentors in my life believing in me pouring in me seeing more in me than i saw in myself at that time you know it's that one encouraging role right it's that person that says you absolutely can do it. And I have, I have the belief in you. I see right. you, you don't see yet in yourself. Right. And, and that's something that like, you just can't explain that when somebody tells you that you say, mm. what, what do I see and what haven't I experienced yet? Right. Right. And I, I think that's a process. I mean, that's a, it's a process that you begin to see more and more and believe more and more, right. About yourself and say, okay, this person was actually right. You know, if I just apply myself, if I actually put in the work, I put in the time, I put in the effort, right. And that, um, that I could actually do some, some amazing, amazing things, right. Some great things. And so, uh, you know, that's, that's powerful just to have somebody in your life that will speak over your life in that way. Um, and, and, and so, and, and, and that's important, but sometimes we don't have that. You know, that's the reason why I wrote the book, that sometimes, you know, we don't have that person to speak in our lives in a positive and, a, and a, or be that optimistic over our lives. And so instead of waiting for a person to show up, I think we have to be our own advocate when it comes to, uh, you know, speaking positive, positive over our lives or, or being optimistic and speaking well over ourselves. So, yeah, mm -hmm. talking to yourself is something we have to do daily. Talking to ourselves, we do, we, sometimes we just, it's out of habit, right? Those things that we believe and we have to change that narrative in our own mind. Right. Right. Um, Robert, I brought the website up here. I know we're watching right now on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook. And for those that'll be listening on the podcast, um, I'm sharing your website right now, which is Robert Harper two, the number two.com. And so I'm going to go just kind of scroll through here and um, give people an opportunity to see this if they're watching live and about all of the things that you do. You're a motivational speaker. Like you said, you're a minister, an educator, 
And, uh, and so all the things that people can connect on you on now, especially as an author, you can come out and talk about your book. I'm sorry, you kind of, you kind of broke up at the end. Yeah. What did you say again at the very end? Oh, that they can also um, connect to you about your book. So I am um, bringing this. I'm just going to show the rest of your uh, website here that how people can get a hold of you. Mm-hmm. And this is great. This is great. I'm going to share also your um, your Amazon link right now because I want people to see uh, where they can find that. There we go. All right. So talk to yourself. It may be the best conversation you have all day. You can get that like Robert put on the paperback, but it also includes that, that journal, right? Yes. That uh, the workbook. The workbook, huh? So what encouraged you to really become an author? What, what said, this is the time? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I believe, you know, God works all things out in perfect timing, right? And so in my mind, I was thinking, you know, this would be a, uh, I'll write this book and I'll go here, I'll tour here, I'll preach here, I'll, I'll go here. But then we had a pandemic, and so I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but but I realized was that this particular book was needed during this particular time, right? When we're in our homes, when people are dealing with uh, challenges and adversity and difficulty, uh, we can't be around other people. And now people are in their homes and they're challenged uh, with 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 certain thoughts, right? And sometimes they're not in the the best conditions, even in their own home, right? They're in a house, but the house may not be a home, right? And so they have to really work through that. And I think this book here really speaks to how to, you know, have a positive outlook even during some negative times, right? And so uh, I believe that, you know, writing this book, I was, it was very therapeutic for me, number one. That's one of the reasons why I decided to write it because for me, it, was, it just did something for me. I knew that it was something that I wanted to write, something that I overcame, that I'm, I'm still working through. But I, I knew how I, 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 I was challenged with having the right kind of thoughts. You know, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Uh, when, when I was in college, uh, I had a particular class that I struggled with, math. And, you know, most people kind of struggle with math at some point <laughs> in their life. And uh, I was really struggling with this class. As a matter of fact, I, I failed one particular class, this class. And I came back and my, my professor said, uh, you know, Robert, are you ready this time? And I said, I am. I said, I'm going to make a B in your class, you know, this time around. And uh, that was my goal. And at the end of the semester, um, the final exam, I asked my professor, I said, Professor, you know, right now I've only made a, a couple of C's on your exam. I said, but I really want to make a B uh, on the, on the, uh, uh, for the uh, end of the year. And she said, Robert, you've made C's all up to this point. Uh, I said, I said, but I really want to make a B though. I said, what do I need to do? How, what grade do I need to make to make a, uh, to make, get a B in your class? And she said, you know, Robert, uh, that's almost impossible. And she, she kind of, kind of laughed at me. And I said, okay, if I make an A on the final, uh, exam, the comprehensive exam, can I get a B in your class? And she laughed again. <laughs> she laughed again. She said, how can you make an A on the final exam, the comprehensive exam? when you never even made a B on any of the exams. I said, if, if I do it, is it possible? And she said, it's possible. It's possible if you can do it. You know, that's all I heard. When she told me it was possible, 
from that day on, I went upstairs. I found a, a tutor, and he tutored me for seven days, for seven days. And so I was in there every day studying, learning, trying to get trying to understand this math, this subject, right? And so on the day of the exam, I was so confident. I was so ready. I was so prepared. I walked in the classroom, and I, just, I was the first one that finished the exam. I walked up to the professor. I said, excuse me, professor, can you grade my exam right now? Can you grade my exam? And she started. She said, Robert, I can't grade your exam right now. Everybody's still taking their, their exam. She said, but when everyone leaves and they finish, I'll grade it. I said, okay, I'll, I'll be right over here waiting. And so she, she began to grade my exam, and she, she paused for a moment. She said, Do you know about the Y Institute? The Y Institute was founded by Gary Sanchez and inspired by Simon Sinek. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake, founder of Everyday Leaders Professional Coaching and Consulting, and as the first certified associate agent in the United States with the Y Institute, now, Everyday Leaders can help you discover your why. Go to everydayleaders.com and take your why assessment today. Discovering your why is the essential first step of being an everyday leader. Everyday leaders know their why and live their why. Discover your why. Find out more at everydayleaders.com. That's everydayleaders.com. Robert. You know, you only miss one problem, <laughs> and I, and I said, I know. <laughs> and she said, Well, I said, I got my A, right? She said, Yes, you you got an A, you got an A, and then she said something to me that probably planted the seed for the book. She said that she said, Robert, you just tell yourself you can't do math. You're smart. You're smart, and so that stuck with me when she told me that. When she said, You're smart, Robert. You just tell yourself that you can't do math. And that's what I've been telling myself. I never applied myself. I, that was always a hurdle that I wasn't willing to cross. You know, I, that was a hurdle that I wasn't willing to go over uh, because that, that was a, a limiting belief that I had in my mind that I can't do math. Math is too challenging. Math is too difficult. That's what I was telling myself. And as a result of it, I didn't try. I didn't try. And so uh, in psychology, there's a thing called the self-fulfilling prophecy where you have negative thoughts lead to negative emotions and negative behavior. And that's what I was stuck in. I was stuck in negative thinking and those negative thinking, those negative thoughts led to negative emotions and those negative emotions led to negative behavior and uh, bad study habits and poor, not being prepared for class. And so all because I didn't have the right kind of thoughts. Right. And so uh, I, I really believe that, that, that trying to have the right kind of thoughts when you're on, on this pursuit of your dreams, your goals, your aspirations is so essential. It's so necessary that we're so intentional and deliberate about the kind of thoughts we have. So that was just a, a story I'll never forget. She said, Robert, you're smart. You just tell yourself you can't do math. And, and, and what are the things we're telling ourselves? You know, there we other things that we, that we, that we can't do. So. There are so many things that we tell ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. so and, many and so, yeah. <laughs> but for people that are sitting there right now saying, yeah, but you don't know my story. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Yeah, there, there are some challenging stories. You know, uh, there's some, there's some, and here's the thing. I was talking to someone the other day and, and they were asking me about 
how do you get through difficult times, difficult situations, difficult life, uh, circumstances or negativity. And I said, I think the very first thing we must do is just embrace it, embrace the negativity, embrace the pain, embrace it. I think a lot of times we don't even embrace it. We're, we're, we're hung up right there. Why is this happening to me? Life is unfair. This is not supposed to happen. And I think if you, if you have a mindset that says, you know, life is not fair, nor is it unfair. It's just life. And the unfortunate events that happen in life visit us all. You know, uh, we've had some tragedies in our own family that I wouldn't wish upon anybody else, right? But tragedies and, and, and loss of loved ones and, and, and losing a job or getting ill or having a heartbreak, these are things that, that visit us all at some point in our lives. And so I think the first thing we must do is realize that life is not picking on you. You know, life is not picking on you. It's not targeting you. It's just life. And so once you embrace it and you understand that, hey, okay, I've embraced it. This is what it is. This is what's going on. And so now, now let me try to get my footing. Let me try to get you know, some strength underneath me. And the way I believe you can do that is control what you can control and uh, control what you can't control. Uh, for me, me, especially this past year in the pandemic, what, what it's taught me uh, was that when things get uncertain, lean into what is certain. When things get uncertain, lean into what is certain. And for me, what's certain is my faith, my relationships, and my purpose. You know, my faith is, is certain. I know that, that God is still for me. God loves me. That despite the situation that I'm in, the circumstances I may be in at the present moment, it's not indicative of my story. This is a part of my story. But it's not the end of my story. And so I'm very aware of that, that God is for me. And I lean into my faith. And then number two is my relationships. What are the relationships that, that bring you life, that energize you, that, 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 that motivate you? You know, lean into those relationships. And we need people like that in our lives, family, friends. Uh, we need close relationships uh, that really uh, keep us going. And also your purpose. You know, we, we all have a purpose. We all have, we're being called to do something, you know, in this life. And I believe that that we all been called to do something we're not an accident and so we shouldn't live like one and so um i just believe those are three things for me that you have to lean in when times get tough you know what can i control what can i what can i how can i look at life and and i would say when things get uncertain lean into what is certain for you i love that that's great advice especially through covid you know everybody has been affected by this and so yes. you can't say well you know, well, you had a situation, you had a job loss, you've had a, you know, a, an illness. We have all, everyone globally has had COVID happen to them in their household. So if, if you have had to move your office and teach your kids technology, everybody has, right? And so the, the sensitivity of everyone kind of going through this together is what what are your gifts and how are you leaning in people in your community and your family and yourself? Right. Yes. Uh, that's really good. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, that there's a, you know, when, when COVID first hit, you know, there was a coming together of the world, you know, that, you know, you saw people on social media coming together and people having, um, having songs and doing things on the internet together. It, because we, we, there was a sense of we're all in this together, right? We're all doing it together. And I think that brings some level of compassion, right? Not only for yourself, but for others too, to just to know that, hey, we're in this together. 
And I think that that particular um, um, that virtue of, of just having compassion, I think that's something we should carry on even after COVID. You know, having compassion mm -hmm. on ourselves and compassion on other people. That we're all we're all struggling. We're all in this thing together. Yeah, that's right. It and, and it's something that we need to be aware of because um, so many times we forget, and it feels like we're alone. And those are the scariest times, you know, that um, because there's been a lot of mental wellness conversations. You know, we say mental health, but mental wellness and, and making sure that checking on people in our lives just to say, are you okay uh, right now? Because we may be equipped, right? You had a mentor as your dad, and he really was able to put things in perspective for you when you were ready, right? When the student was ready, the teacher appeared. And, and so, People still may be struggling with having a safe environment in the home or in their community and not feeling like, you know, this hasn't been so great for me and I wasn't equipped. And so the, the mental wellness piece in making sure that they're able to connect to things um, that can really help them get through, right? And yeah. having a strong faith, like you said, I think is so key for those that haven't had faith in their life. I think a lot of people have taken, you know, relooked. Um, and tried to really magnify, again, what is good so that they can concentrate on how to get through today. Right. No, that's really good. I, I like that. It's, um, oh, we've got a, a Facebook um, comment here. They said, yes, um, compassion. Yes, compassion is really big. And so compassion for yourself, like you said, Robert, in what we say to ourselves. Right. Because sometimes uh, we can't forgive ourselves. We haven't forgiven um, ourselves. And so we can't love ourselves. Part of the Ten Commandments, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. Mm -mm. No, you can't. You, you have to have some compassion because when you don't have compassion for yourself, what I realize is that you, you're, you're, you're really difficult on other people. Right. You're really judgmental on other people. It stems from that you're difficult on yourself. You know, you're, you're hard on you. And, and, and yes, I believe in having standards and, and trying to uphold those standards. But sometimes in life, you just have to have some compassion and say, okay, you know what? Things are not going to look the best right now. We're in a pandemic. You know, we're in a pandemic. And I have to have some com compassion on me that maybe my schedule goes a little bit off today. Maybe I just don't feel the best today. And, and get rid of all the I should do this, I should do that. And just really have some self care and say, okay, hey, let me let me try to take a break today. Let me let me spend some time with my family members. Let me do something that energizes me. Let me do something that gives me a little bit of life, a spark, right? And I think that's important when it comes to mental wellness and and, and because you understand that, hey, I gotta have some compassion on me, right? I think I was telling somebody not too long ago this this one thing. I said, I said, you have survived every difficult moment in your life. And I think that is just really an eye-opener. It's like, you know, every difficult moment, every moment that I thought I wasn't going to make it, every moment that I thought, how am I going to get over this? How am I going to survive? You, you survived it. You're here. You're, you, you made it, right? And so I think just knowing that when you're in difficult times, knowing that you are going to make it, you, you survived other difficult times, and this would be no different, right? And so uh, that's why I say going back to leaning into your faith and, I think faith really helps you during those difficult and, and trying and negative, challenging times in life, right? So uh, I think just having that compassion 
for yourself and for other people uh, really, really is uh, important. My girlfriend say, don't shit on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one too. <laughs> I've heard that one. <laughs> Right, because we get into that, I should have done this, and I should have done that. And, and if I did do it, uh, one of my friends in Italy, I tell him, you know, he's had an amazing journey. And I say, his book should be called, What If I Did? Because he has done it. <laughs> mm. uh, that's exactly right. Well, we have another comment here. Um, yes, people are finally seeing that there is a mental compartment um, that they missed. And that's so true because you know we're being pushed beyond the limits here we had our uh, everyday leaders summit, the second annual summit last year today it was a year ago and okay. chip came chip was a speaker um at the event and so he came to indianapolis and i think just two weeks after the event is when we all went into quarantine and so wow. looking looking back at the time frame of that, like we were in a mindset of tremendous growth, all of us, right? And so we were equipping ourselves to know that the, we were going to be on speaking platforms. We were going to, you know, be doing all kinds of things, publishing books. And, and so when it got halted, everybody had to shift and pivot. And so we either focused on the things that we were already doing and escalating that, like you say, focus on the good and but people that were not really prepared for that uh, a lot have struggled and so I love that um, you know sharing your book and because what we do say to ourselves really matters it, it really does you know this is amazing how you just made how you put that all in perspective how just a year ago we were in this particular you know space where we you, you know People were flying and going here and going on stage, this platform, being with everyone, talking about all our dreams and our goals and the mindset for the year. And then we had to really uh, adjust ourselves and to shift and to, and to change. What is that going to look like now, um, now that we're in COVID? And so, uh, and so we, and we still are, and we, and we still are. And, that, and there's so much, I think people, it costs people to kind of slow down and realize I, I need to take care of my mental health. I need to take care of me. Uh, you know, times are just different. You know, times are different. People are being asked to do so many things. And and, and at the end of the day, we are uh, human beings and we're, we're not, we can't do everything. We can't be great on social media, great here, great here, great here. There's so many, the world is different, right? And so that's why you have to be your own advocate and you have to talk to yourself and say, okay, this is where I create a boundary. This is where I, I have to say, okay, this, I need to do this. I need to take a break. Right. And so I think that's important just as much as, uh, as anything. Absolutely. Okay. For those of you that have just joined us on YouTube or LinkedIn or Facebook, wherever you're watching this, or if you're listening to this after on the audio podcast, I'm sharing on the screen here, um, Robert Harper II's book, um, Talk to Yourself. It may be the best conversation you have all day. Now, this is on paperback. And you get a workbook with it, and you can go to robertharper2.com to order this. And you can also find him for motivational speaking and um, coaching and all other things that he is doing, which is an amazing 
feet and really stepping into who you are, Robert. I really celebrate you because this is a not a lot of people have taken that journey to say now's my time to write my book. They say I don't have time. You don't know. I'm, my life has changed so much. I don't have time to do this. So congratulations to you for just taking, you know, what you knew and putting all that down so that you could help other people. Uh, th thank you. I appreciate that. It's a big yeah, deal. It is, uh, it is a, I'm sorry. You broke up a little bit. Oh, I said, it's a, it's a big deal. Yeah. You know, it, it's challenging. Whenever you, you know, closer you get to the goal, you start, you know, you questioning, you know, is this the right thing to do? Is this, and one of the things that came to my mind was, was a, was a quote that Maya Angelou, she said one time, she said, when I was directed to, to write poetry and write books, I really believe that God himself told me to do it. And I, and he, and I needed to do it for others. And I really carry that with me because I believe that if you get focused on yourself too much, if you're so consumed, we, we, we live in a generation, right? Where, where people are uh, self-consumed, self-obsessed. We, we live in a selfie generation, right? And so to be able to be courageous enough to, 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 to break that mold and to say, okay, it's not about me, but it's about others. I'm blessed, but I'm blessed to be a blessing. I think from that moment, we have that line of thinking, we'll get up and start following our dreams, going after mm -hmm. our goals, uh, completing our dream, right? Right, manifesting our dreams and our ambitions because we know that it's not just about me. If I don't get this out, then someone won't be able to be blessed and someone won't be able to be inspired. And, and so I think when we get out of that mode of just thinking about ourselves, uh, then it will propel us to really go after our dreams and, and really do what's necessary to complete it. You know, I was, I was uh, just thinking about this morning, hope and honor, hope and honor. And that's really what, for me, when you think about legacy, like uh, you want to honor those who came before you and you want to give hope to those who are coming after you, right? And so honor, you, you realize that there have been people in your life that have stepped up and stepped in and laid a foundation for you so that you can be in the position that you're in right now, right? but also hope. You want to give hope to those that are coming after you, right? So that that, that, that makes you aware, that makes you uh, cognizant of the fact that every habit that I break, every stronghold that I bring down, every mental adjustment that I make, every hurt that I heal, that I'm making uh, the next generation's load a little bit lighter, right? So I'm realizing that it's not just about me. I have to do my own work so that I can really create the legacy that I'm really trying to create. I love that because your book will then go into hands of people that you could never maybe meet. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, it is just the ripple effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I am really proud of you. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this book is available. I'm going to put it on the screen here again for you that are watching. Um, this is what it looks like. You can go to Amazon, talk to yourself. It may be the best conversation you have all day uh, with Robert Harper II. And is this available right now? Is this, um, you can order this paperback today, correct? Yes, you can. You know, and yes. I would really encourage people to buy the workbook edition. The workbook edition is a, is a great um, add-on. You know, if you really want to go in depth and to really see some, uh, uh, some tangible uh, steps to where it's where you can track your progression. I think the workbook edition is for you. So, excellent, 
Excellent. Well, you've heard it here. Um, please follow Robert Harper number two.com and connect to him. He is on an amazing journey of really pouring into people to help you get really straight on how you're going to talk to yourself. Uh, so Robert, thank you so much for coming on Everyday Leaders today. And please come back anytime to share what your journey, what's happening, how it's unfolding. And, you know, you may have another book in you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe I do. I believe I have a few more, but I appreciate the opportunity. I thank you for this time. It was great. I, I enjoyed the the discussion. It was, this was this was good to, to actually see one another face to face now. <laughs> I know. Finally, now we can like each other and actually have a conversation. I remember what you sounded like. <laughs> this is awesome. I appreciate you so right, much, right, Robert. Right. And I love celebrating you. Keep it up. We are all in your corner cheering you on. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. This has been a Joe Studios production.